Hello and welcome to Let's Run Facebook Ads podcast with myself, Nick Boddington. Here I share insider information about Facebook ads. But as you know, it's not just running the ad, it's what happens after. So we'll look into the funnels, e-commerce, email marketing, lead generation, and much, much more. Hello and welcome to episode 71 of Let's Run Facebook Ads, the podcast with myself, Nick Bollington. Today, we're going to go back to something called webhooks, and I'm going to tell you why you should and how you go about it. So let's get right into it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to back to the podcast. So as you know, from my, if you listened to my last episode last week, I am talking about how we've got to think differently in the way that we look at our metrics and our data and how we nurture someone takes over the funnel. And that's basically the way we're going to be talking. Of course, we're going to be talking about Facebook as that's the whole thing. But the tracking, as you know, has really started messing up in Facebook. Everyone's coming out with lots of different theories. There are lots of different ways to test different things, to when to use different things. It's a bit of a minefield. Now, if you're brand new to this, you're probably going to think what we're all going on about. And in a way, fair play to you because you don't know, you haven't had the good times that we're now trying to map our and, and sort of get ourselves through and back to because everything we're doing now is very, very different to how it was. But I want to talk today about web forms, downloads, getting someone's email address and the reasons why this is really important, Why also why no one ever really did it beforehand because Facebook made it too easy and going how you go about setting it up. So what is a web form? A web form is basically an online form on your landing page that allows someone to download something. Now on LinkedIn, you, you can do a download. Facebook, you can actually do a download as well. But on this occasion, I'm going to talk about the example is where it is on the landing page. Now, what we were always supposed to be doing done, doing this sort of web form stuff, but where Facebook made it really, really easy for us was we could, in a lot of occasions, forget to do a full funnel marketing strategy. Facebook allowed us as marketers to become very lazy in the way we advertise. It was so, or it still is a very, very intelligent database, uh, sorry, computer, as you know, but it made it really, really easy to set up an ad, set your conversions for purchases or leads, and Facebook could go out there to its audiences and literally pinpoint someone who's ready to buy your product or service or fill in a form to get a lead. They would, they would literally target that person straight away, knowing that person's going to do it, show them the ad, and that person would come over and literally fill in your form or buy your product. Now, due to the iOS problem, and I'm sure you're sick and tired of hearing everyone talk about it, but due to that iOS problem, those days have become, become harder. They're still, the people are still out on Facebook. Nothing from a consumer's point of view has changed. And I think this is really interesting in the way that we need to remember this because we get so hung up in our own world, our own industry of digital marketing, that we think the consumer thinks the same. The consumer has no, the consumer goes about their day no differently than what they were doing three years ago. That's not the problem. So your audience is still out there. Your purchasers are still out there. The people who are going to buy your service or product, they're still out there. The way in which we can show ads to them and get those, those, those algorithms to do what we want to do isn't quite as easy anymore. So that's why we need to think about pulling in 
a full funnel strategy to get these things and get these consumers over the line more, which is great because I've been talking about full funnel strategies forever. And I'm not holding my hand, I'm going to hold my hand up. I'm not lying. Yes, there were accounts where it was very easy just to get the quick wins. Our clients happy. Fine. We all did it. I'm not going to say that we did a full funnel strategy for absolutely everyone because we didn't. But now we're finding that we're having to, especially on the B2B products, the more expensive items and things like this. So a web form on the example that I've got is why I want to use a web form and why the test that we're running at the moment to get something going for a client is working. And it's making me think this is what, this is what, what, we need to do all the time. And it kind of reminds you of like going back to your learning about marketing days of this is the stuff that should be done. So the way we used to do it would go, and for instance, this is this is a, a tracking provider. So they do automotive tracking. And we're trying to get leads to come through to have a two-month free trial and a demo of a new tracking system. Now we know that these people are professionals, they're in business. They're very busy and they already know the marketplace and they probably know that there's deals like this all around. So we started off by going, okay, let's just see if we can fire some leads. Nothing really happened. Didn't really get much coming through. So we've had to change things. And obviously as we're building up this, because we're doing a full structure for this company, as we're building up things, we're building landing pages, we're changing the button names on the landing page, all, you know, there's podcast after podcast about the things that we do in different stages, but we're talking about the web form here. What I wanted to do was go, okay, if we need to get this working better, we need to go to, back to some old-fashioned marketing tactics where we're gonna, we need to get someone to build trust because the consumer at the moment doesn't know anything about this company. It's a brand-new company. They don't know anything about them. They could be selling the world, but until the consumer has got trust, they're not just going to pass their details over. And, it, and it's... You know, things like getting an email address from someone, it's like when I've talked about, um, you know, e-commerce and it's like get 10% off your next order or whatever. 10% off, it doesn't really do anything. It's like what what value do you put on someone giving you their personal details, especially an email address? That person in this day and age knows that they're going to get emails straight away afterwards. They know this is going to happen. We're all, we've gone through this spam thing. And, you know, as far as the consumer is concerned, as soon as they give their email address over, they're going to get bombarded with emails. All that email address is going to get sold to other companies. Okay. So that's already an objection from the consumer. But at the same time, the consumers now are very much more educated in the fact that they know how easy it is to unsubscribe from an email. So, okay, maybe I'll give you my email address. I'll get my 10% offer, I'll buy my product, and then I'll unsubscribe. So we know that's happening as well. So we have to think about all these different things. But when we're talking about trust, I wanted to create something for this uh, tracking company that meant that if a consumer sees the ad and they're interested, rather than just saying, hey, get two months free, come in, we've seen that is not working. If we educate them, and it goes back to what I say, which is, if you want to prove you can help someone, do it by actually helping them. So prove you can help someone by actually helping them. So we created a download of the five things that you must do to reduce your business costs using fleet tracking. Okay. We came up with a few different titles and we've, we've done testing on the different um, copy. We've done testing on the different headlines. 
on the different imagery, you know, putting reducers, big red writing when the rest of it is like um, faded blue, things like that. Okay. So it stops people in the feed. Now, this is where it's interesting. And like, this is why it was just like, why have we forgotten these tactics? We put the ad out saying five things, five ways to reduce your costs, business costs using fleet tracking. People were coming in, going onto the landing page. It's a really simple landing page with a form on there saying, enter your email address here now, press submit. Okay. People were doing that, but at the top of that page is a banner saying, get two months free vehicle tracking. Exactly the same banner that I've had on other adverts not working, or the landing page has not worked. They've come in. They've not, they've come in from a non-sales point of view. I'm not trying to get them to fill in their details, knowing they're going to get a call from a salesperson. They've come in to be educated, to fill in the form, fill in their email address, to download a form, which then downloads onto their computer and they get emailed it. Okay. They are then, and we're talking 80% of them are seeing the two months free vehicle tracking button at the top. And they're filling in the form and becoming a legitimate lead to go over to our client. Can't believe it. Well, I can believe it because it's the stuff we always used to do. But as I said at the beginning of this podcast, we got lazy. Okay. So the other reason why this is good, we've now got their email address. And next week, we're going to talk about how important it is to get an email address and what you can do with an email campaign and the benefits of having it. So now I've got an email address. I can start sending them emails. So if they haven't, if they've downloaded the file, I can make sure that they've downloaded. One of my colleagues said, okay, so when they download, when they when that has downloaded to their PC, how do we know they've opened it? Great point. We need to tr- now do something in our back end to see how many people open it. Because some of the people I know out there, did you like I know someone who sells an online book and has to do a 10 email sequence just to get that person to open the book and read it. Yeah, honestly, they've spent money on a book, an ebook. I think it's not a huge amount. So let's say it's uh, 11 quid, something 11.99. They've got purchase from it. They've downloaded it. And then they can see how many people have actually opened the book and accessed. Okay. Hardly anyone. They have to do a 10 email sequence. So it's it's just mad how you have to keep in someone's face for as long as possible. So back to what I was saying, we've got their email address from them downloading the the um, very simple two-page, three-page PDF on five ways to reduce your business costs using fleet tracking. We then send them an email to say, here it is again if you didn't see it the first time. And then we can take them on a value-driven email nurturing campaign for the people who haven't then opted in for a lead but have downloaded to get them to go back to our official landing page, lead generation landing page, to get a demo and two months free. It's perfect. Now, that auto trade, as, as people are coming, 10 leads a day, 20 leads a day, 100 leads a day as we scale our budgets, that email sequence can keep going. It could be a year. It could be on one email every three days for a year. It doesn't mean we have to sit here and think, okay, let's, and the reason this is going on something people start when we're talking to people about this, and we obviously, it's one of our, um, we do build email lists and do automation for, for our clients, but they say to us, oh my God, we've got to write 15 emails. We well, don't, let's just get it built. The way I do an auto is I'll just do 
one every couple of days, add it up. And because it's automated, you carry doing one every couple of days and you do that for six months. It hasn't felt like a chore because every couple of days you just write another email, loads of value, go for an ask at the end of it with a call to action of click here to get your two months free tracking. And you'll see people clicking through and getting it because what's happening, and it just shows from the web form, they're coming in from a non-sales point of view. They're coming in to get value and information. They get that value and information. And because they're not in that I'm being sold to mode, they see an offer and they click the offer, fill in the form, and then they get a call from the uh, our client. Absolute perfection. It made me realize why web forms always worked and why they're now more important than they were when we were in the lazy days of advertising because the platform made it so easy. And I've automatically thought, who of our other clients can we bring this into? We've thought about competitions for people, for companies. We thought about, you know, holiday companies, five ways to make to, to keep your kids entertained this, this holiday, whatever it might be. It's a way to get someone's email address and create a list. Next week, we're going to talk about email lists, creating an email list, creating the automation, look at some of the click-through rates and why this is so lucrative, whether you're a, a B2B company, service company, or even, believe it or not, you are a uh, consumer e-commerce company. You need to be collecting a list and you need to be making money. It's so cheap to send an email out. Okay, I hope that helps and I'll see you on the next one. Bye. Thank you for joining us again today. If you want to find out more, please head over to our socials at Let's Run Social, where we share daily content. And please feel free to drop us a message. We'd love to hear from you and any questions that you would like answered, we can do that here on the podcast.